crowbar, my heart hammering in my chest. Is this really happening? It must be some kind of out-of-body experience. I'll snap out of it in a second and somehow be back on deck. But this is no dream. Instead, I'm in the ocean in the centre of a storm. I hear the diesel engine of the boat grinding against the roar of the wind, and for a moment its acrid fumes reach my nostrils, bringing a further surge of vomit into my mouth. This is real, all right, and an unseen wave hits me from behind as if to confirm it. Hey! I scream. My throat is thick, as though I've swallowed a tennis ball. My voice doesn't sound like my own. Hey! 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 I scream so loud my lungs feel as if they're going to burst. I propel my upper body as far as I can out of the water in a water polo lift, waving both arms wildly above my head. Baz! Over here! Baz! I yell about five or six times as hard as I can. Baz, the Indonesian engineer, does not hear me. I shout again and again. My throat begins to burn from the effort, but the sound is stolen away by the waves and the wind and the rain, now beginning to obscure my vision. Calling for help is futile. I'm simply wasting energy trying to get them to hear me. I can't see anyone else on the back of the boat, but I can make out Banger lying on the upper deck, face down with his head in a bowl. No one has seen me fall overboard. The reality hits me and my mind starts racing. Instinctively, I start swimming after the boat. You know it's pointless. I don't know if I think this or say it out loud. The boat's moving at what? Probably about six and a half knots in the storm. You'll never catch them. Disbelief, desperation, a slow spreading sense of dread. Then something that is for me a little rusty, I begin to pray. Please God, please, please let someone have seen me. Please make the boat turn around and come back for me. I can't make out any activity on the Nagalau as the boat forges on into the night, the stern getting smaller and smaller. The muscles in my throat are like lead pipes as I watch it recede. I will the boat to turn, but it keeps going, leaving me behind. Please. It comes out as a whisper. My stomach has begun to contract beneath my ribcage, and I'm finding it hard to breathe. I know, inside I know. This is where I die. Still, I start counting. I'm a qualified sailor and know the rules of man overboard. You practice it a hundred times when you get your skipper's ticket. If someone falls overboard, you throw him a life ring and start counting. One thousand and one, 1,002, 1,003, to measure the distance until the captain turns the boat around. 1,015, 1,016, 1,017. Was there a chance, a hope? Could someone have seen me go over? 1,023, 1,024. 
the boat begins to lose its shape in the blackness. The lights become increasingly dimmer. Then they are just a blur. I watch the boat go, a toy in the distance. It looks so vulnerable in the angry storm, and yet it's my retreating refuge. I wait, stunned, desperately treading water. My outstretched arms pull great circles in the swirling foam as I fight to take breaths between the waves. My soaked t-shirt, constricted across my chest, feels like it's trying to suffocate me. I'm in the ocean, unwittingly abandoned. I'm going to die out here, I say to no one in particular. Alone. The Mentorwise It started with an email, a tantalizing invitation to surf the world's best waves in a magnificent tropical...